0: Oh yeah, here we are, coming at you on another Tuesday. That's right, it's Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar. After a week off, welcoming you back into Chairshot Radio Musical Chairs. Musical Chairs is brought to you as part of the Chairshot Radio Network here on the where we encourage you to always use your head.
1: The always. Use your head.
0: And after a week off, which I, was it my fault, Dave? Is it my fault that we had the week off? You, are, your fault? I can't you were
2: being, you were feeling charitable. Oh, that's right. You were feeling charitable. I was bowling
0: for dollars. That's right. I, I talked about that on bandwagon nerds. I, I did not win anything at the charity bowling event, but I got my entry fee back in meat. And, and that is always very exciting. I have yet to cash in on my $25 worth of meat. But someday I will take in the meat that i have that I have won and earned i, I am excited for this. I don't know I a couple of steaks, maybe some sausage. Teddy, would you like some sausage? Ah, uh, for those Tom green fans out there. Enjoy that little reference, but no, we're back. We're back. I bowled terribly, so it was a complete waste of time to not do <laughs> to not do share shot radio and talk some musical chairs. This is, this playlist is going to be shorter this, this summer because hockey is around the corner, man. Like moves are happening. We're, we're at practices. Season starts. We're in September. Yeah, it's tra- almost time.
2: Training camp starts next week. Uh, so, yeah, right. We're almost, we're all, it feels like it just ended,
0: but which it probably did, right. but they don't have much of an it, off season. It's true. The St. Louis blues, locking up players, betting on the future is really what it is with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. So that's – I think those are good moves. Doug Armstrong is is pretty savvy at that. That's the way – I was listening to a a different podcast, a St. Louis area podcast, because they're talking about the fact that uh, Ryan O'Reilly is in the last year of his contract and has not yet signed an extension. And what does that all mean? And the point was brought up that Doug Armstrong has shown a tendency – with people who are in the last year of their contract, if there's not an extension in place within the first one to two months of the season, they're probably not coming back. So I'm very intrigued to see whether or not the captain of the St. Louis blues this year will be a St. Louis blue next year, but that's a whole other conversation. We will do a preseason, you know, overview. We'll make our bold predictions I'll pre- pre- I'll project the Stanley cup champions again. Like I did last year because I'm just smarter than David, all that stuff. And until that time, we are going to continue to talk music because that is what we do here in the off season is we do musical chairs. And I'm excited for this one because I am going with a band that I feel very, very confident that Dave has never heard of so much. So that before we hit record, Dave's like, am I going to be able to like find their music and I would be like, yeah, man, that's it, it, on YouTube, man. You just search it. Everybody's on YouTube at the very least or Spotify. Like they're all out there. Like every nickel and dime musician on the planet. And these guys are not a nickel and dime band. So I, I will say that, but people got channels, you know, they might not have a, a vivo channel, but they got something. Everybody's representing themselves. That's
2: true. If it's, if it's anything, it's going to be on YouTube. Like you say, everybody can start their own channel, which we need to do for bandwagon nerds, but that's another story.
0: We need to do a lot of things for bandwagon nerds. I was just talking to, I need to up my technology game, my microphone game. I thought I had a thing in place today and I open up the box and there's no, I'm missing a single cable that I got to try and track down. So still some things to do on that end, but none of that is neither here nor there. We are about seven seconds away from getting past the, the commercial reel. Um, and I think it's your turn to go first. I think last week, last time we did this, I did the spin doctors. You did. I forget again. I did, uh,
2: Def Leppard.
0: Def Leppard. That's right. I was Corn like at, sugar the, on
2: us. at the grocery store the other day, there's a guy in front of me and he's got on his shirt and it's, it's the tour that's going on. Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, yeah. Joan, Joan Jett. I'm like, oh, that's a hell of a lineup. So I said, how's the show? He's like, oh, it's great. I said, I, you know, I hear Def Leppard is, is. By far and away the best of all of them. He goes, Oh, easy, easy. So yeah, it, it's I mean, I've heard kind of bad things about Motley Crue,
0: but you know I mean, we've always heard bad things about Motley Crue. Like that's not news. That that is a train wreck. That's here's the thing, it's a beautiful train wreck of a band. Uh, if you like Motley Crue. I never really cared for Motley Crue. Like I've and I blame Dennis Leary. Is Dennis Leary in his No Cure for Cancer routine talked about how you can't kill bad musicians. Like he's like Motley Crue, you could stick them in a room full of heroin and they would walk out and look for the cocaine. And but you know, if you put, you know, you put great art musicians, you don't put great musicians on a plane, for example because the plane will crash things like that. And I've always just always been like, I hate Motley Crue. So
2: they, they, I mean, I know this isn't the Motley Crue band edition of musical chairs, but they're an interesting band because I think they got kind of stereotyped into that satanic sort of thing going on that at that time. Oh, I because, just think they stopped because like, they did like, "Shot at the devil. Oh, they're always one of, I mean, I always liked Motley Crue a lot because they were, you know, kind
0: of, well, you're, you're 10 years older than me that's and you're, you're like, you're like Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler being like crew and everybody going crazy for crew. But we're not here to talk about that. What we are going to do, though, is we're going to take our first commercial break. And this week, it is Dave's turn to go first. So when we come back, Dave is going to regale you with his choice this week for musical chairs here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the thechairshot.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts?
1: Let's go. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
0: You know, funny story. As I'm looking here at my soundboard for for Chairshot Radio and the and the you know the commercials and all that stuff we play, I don't know if I've put this five by five out yet. But there's a five by five I did with uh, Christopher Platt, uh, where we talked about a certain actor, and he was a musician as well. And he gave us this beautiful ditty.
2: Time, time,
0: Little Eddie Murphy. Oh my gosh. I gotta, I, we got to find an excuse to put that five by five out if I haven't already. I got to go back and look. I can't remember if we did it. You don't listen to the 5 by 5 I, I I'm always hurt by that, by I the do.
2: way. No, I do. do I, what was the, the yeah, 5 I, best and worst Eddie Murphy? I think you talked about Movies it. of
0: all time. We got we got into it a little bit, because some of my my least favorite Eddie Murphy films, Platt was very passionate about not being as bad as I said they were. So uh, Boomer, it's a good episode. Boomerang for the win. I, right, I, Boomerang made a list, uh, if I do recall. So you know what didn't make a list? Daddy Daycare. Uh, which surprised me. Anyway, Dave, it's your turn to go first. We're all over the place today for Chair Shot Radio everybody. I, I don't the musical chairs. Take, take a week or two off. Drifting. Here you go. Right. Get us back on track, man. What who are who are you picking this week for
2: musical chairs? So, a couple of weeks ago when I did Black Star Riders, it was kind of a band that was formed out of the ashes of another band and and this band definitely qualifies in that respect. It, it is a band that will be very familiar to anybody listening to the chairshot.com because they do Edge's theme song and it's Alter Bridge, you know, and they... And, oh, okay. And Alter Bridge, of course, did has done Metal Lingus, which is uh, Edge's, you know, as he kind of... Not the you think you know me part, but after that. um, But I, I chose Alter Bridge because you can't... You can't talk about Alter Bridge unless you talk about Creed because really it, it was Creed that came onto the scene, did, you know, they did My Own Prison, which was enormously successful, Human Clay, which was even more successful, and then the band started having problems. And And I think it was, you know, of course, Scott Stapp is a problem unto himself, but you had three of the members of Creed, Mark Tronti, the lead guitarist, bassist Brian Marshall, and the drummer Scott Phillips, who, and Marshall left Creed, I think it was right before, the uh, album weathered in 2001 and they broke off and they created this new band called Al- Alter bridge, which uh, you know, they replaced Scott Stapp with miles Kennedy who look, you know, I, I, as a singer, Pat, I assume you appreciate this guy's voice. Cause he's got quite a bit of range. And I know he's a lot of people at the time said, Oh, he's a Scott Stapp ripoff and that sort of thing. And, and
0: not a Scott Stapp ripoff because Scott Stapp was a piece of human trash and needed to, moved from our our existence like he needed to be like some you know we talk about cancel culture scott Stapp needed to be canceled that guy was impressed i
2: i wow I, I don't hold back pat just let it roll man
0: Here's the thing i bought into creed like i have all like three of their albums sure like i like i had they were popular it's just like People who t- act like they didn't listen to Creed are the same people who act like they didn't listen to Hootie and the Blowfish back right. in the 90s. Like, I didn't listen to Hootie. Hootie blows. Bullshit. Everybody had that fucking album in their collection. Everybody.
2: It's like pe- every single one of you. Right. People who say, I never listened to Nickelback. Yes, you did. <laughs> so stop. All you right. And
0: I, I will say this. I, I didn't I I didn't listen to Nickelback except for their Spider-Man oh, wow. soundtrack That's all right. song that's that's okay I just, I just they they didn't really speak to me I, I don't know i'm sorry a lot of people love nickelback too whatever
2: well i think they uh, they get a bad rep as sucking and it's like why because they made they really good selling records kind of, and, okay I, any, I mean they suck but anyway you know, but getting I, back to like okay. back to Bridge. yeah and what you were saying about creed we all i mean a lot of us i still like creed i still i still dig their songs but yeah scott Stapp. Uh, replaced by Miles Kennedy, who I'm assuming, j- judging by your reaction, you have a lot more respect for him uh, as a vocalist. Yeah, because and... he's
0: not a he's not a trash human being, and is like he can sing. Yeah. he's a
2: he's a good, good
0: frontman. Like I'm totally fine with it.
2: So the band got their name, I guess, and I listened to Tremonti talk about this. This is kind of interesting. He grew up in Detroit, and there's literally a bridge called like connecting Alter Road. So it's a bridge in Detroit. On one side of the river, you have the Haves. And on the other side, you have the have-nots. So it's this bridge that kind of separates the impoverished from the well-to-do. And listening to Mark Tremonti talk about it, that his parents were always very, uh, you know, warning them, hey, don't cross Alter Bridge because, you know, things bad things can happen on the other side. If you're, you know, one of these kids who were brought up in a privileged kind of community to see, I mean, we're talking Detroit, so pretty rough pretty rough city if you're on the wrong side of the track so to speak so I, I thought that was it was interesting to uh to hear how the band got formed and you know make no mistake there is a lot you hear a lot of creed in alter bridges music they're a little bit a little bit heavier on occasion uh, i think you know they they're a little bit more melodic in, in other occasions they i do like miles kennedy's voice much better than scott stabs um he's got better range he's a, he's a better performer yeah. And he watching him do some of these songs, like I got two songs that I'll talk about. They're both on kind of the softer side of things, sort of. Uh, both of them are done like acoustically at the, at the concerts and stuff. But yeah, I mean, Alter Bridge broke a, on the scene with the first album. Uh, it went like, I mean, they did tremendously well. Their second one was Blackbird, which was, I think a little bit more critically or c- critically acclaimed. One day remains was kind of hit and miss. Although I love that CD. That's where Metalingus comes from. Blackbird was more critically acclaimed. And they've released like five other ones since then. So they're still out there. They're still putting out music. They're still putting out good stuff. Um, even, you know, and it was weird. Like there's a point where I think Creed gets back together in like 2009, briefly. And they're existing as Alter Bridge is still existing as well. But of course, that didn't, that didn't last too long predictably. So, But yeah, they're, you know their history is, like I said, it's one of these things where the history is still ongoing so they're still kind of writing that as we go along. But yeah, I, I really, I really, really like this band. They're one of my favorites. And and I said it a couple of weeks ago, like complaining about how modern music, a lot of us complain about that, but here's another band that came around at the turn of the century and, you know, has really kind of paved their own way. Uh, I, I think Tremonti is very underrated as a guitarist because he kind of got lumped in with that whole creed stigma. Um, but the rest of the band really good. They put out good music, uh, you know. They've been, they've won awards, best new band, and that sort of thing. So, anyway, I defer to you, Pat, as to your thoughts on Alter Bridge. Are they just a Creed ripoff, or are they something more than that?
0: No, I wouldn't call them a Creed ripoff. I think it's, I think it's akin to, you know, when you talk about Tool, you can't help but hear Tool in Perfect Circle. You know what I mean? Like it's the same sort of deal. Yes, there's elements. Because when you have a lot of the same musicians just under a different band name, then that's what you're going to kind of get. You're going to get a similar sound. Now, that doesn't mean that they are a ripoff. It's just, I, it's not even, I wouldn't even call it an extension. It's just, it's a connection. And, and so that's, that's music, though. Like, music builds off of one another. Like, I used to get really mad. Do you remember uh, The Darkness? I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, I, People will be like, oh, that's just a queen ripoff band. And I was like, well, no, there's elements of queen in the darkness and that glam rock style, but it's not queen. Uh, right. Yeah. Greta, I, Van I, Fleet, or Greta Van Fleet is the same sort of deal. Like they sound something. like their lead singer sounds like Robert Plant. So it was like, it's just a Zeppelin r- ripoff band. And yes, there's influence and connection, but it's not a ripoff band. You know, this is a little more con- closely connected because Alter Bridge is, you know, as you mentioned, members of Creed, part of this band. But it's not a Creed ripoff band. And they wouldn't have the like, longevity that they've had and the amount of albums pumped out that they've had if they were just a a ripoff Creed band.
2: Yeah, and I know Miles Kennedy's done work with Slash. Uh Slash has come out and, and done stuff, and, and Miles has been the lead singer for that. So I, I I really like him as a singer. I mean, I think he's got some of the best range of, of you know anybody in modern rock at this point in time but uh yeah i, I like what you said there's elements of like uh, like the darkness who i like you know a lot of people don't dig his voice and i forget the singer's name but um yeah you can well
0: and it. i mean they're the one hit they're the most one hit of one hit wonders you could find out there well so. i
2: mean if you actually listen to them there's some good stuff i mean they've got some good videos i know them.
0: i have I, ha- I have their first album like i have the debut album i didn't go past that but like Even within that album, there's just completely like they're all over the place. That would be a
2: good musical chair. Like one way ticket is one way ticket to hell is a song. I would say people listening out there. Check that one out for the get get
0: your hands off of my woman. Yes. (laughs) So anyway, we're talking we're kind of all over the place. Did you I, I, I may have spaced here for a second. What are what are we putting on the playlist, though? So
2: I got a couple of songs. One of them is off of uh, One Day Remains, and the other one is off of Blackbird. So the one-off One Day Remains is kind of, it, it means something to me uh, because it's called In Loving Memory, and I equate this song very strongly to kind of something I dedicated to my mom once I discovered this. You know, my mom passed away. It's going to be 10 years this October in just a few weeks. Um, in Loving Memory is kind of a song a dedication to somebody who's no longer with us, whose memory uh and and their presence is still felt and, and that sort of thing. So it's it's a very good song. It's a tremendous song actually. And I I hope you guys enjoy that. The other one is uh kind of similar called Watch Over You, but this is more of a of a breakup sort of song and somebody kind of talking to whoever they're breaking up with and, you know, hey, who's gonna watch over you after I'm gone? So These are two songs finding the right parts of the songs is going to be a little bit tricky um, and not, you know, drawing attention (laughs) to anybody out there saying, hey, you play too much of it. But those are the two I've got in loving memory. Watch over you. I think uh, they will be good when you put the full playlist together at the end of this season. Uh, It'll be quite enjoyable. So those are the two I've got. Alter Bridge, really good band. Somebody I just kind of wanted to talk about because they're, you know, one of my favorites. There you go
0: cool and and that's what we do here on musical chairs is we we bring out things we love to share with all of you uh and i'm looking forward to, to putting together this playlist because it's been pretty eclectic you know everything from alternative to jazz to uh, my band when we come back from the break which is is a bit of a departure as well and so i, I hope everybody sticks around for the second half uh I guess I guess now we'll move to we'll move to the commercial break because I think we've closed the book there. Alter Bridge, we got our two tunes. Before we go to our recorded commercials, though, it is my duty to remind you all that if you love what we do here at the Chair Shot Radio Network and you love the content that we put out on your internet airwaves every single day, head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chairshot and invest in one of our chairshot shirt designs. We have everything from OG chair shot logos to saying and phrases from the shows to actually shirts for shows like Bandwagon Nerds, Dave and I's other podcasts that we love to put on every Monday for you. Shirts are only $19.99, but if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more, get it soft style, your body will thank you. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot helps us get our brand out there. You get to rep us, and we really, really appreciate all the support. It is what keeps us going. All right. When we come back, I'm going to drop my band and my two tunes for this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio Musical Chairs here on the Chair Shot Radio network, part of the chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership, Angry Lemonade. You can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Dave gave us his two choices on the first half of the show, Alter Bridge couple of great tunes there i am going with a band that is deeply personal to me and it's a band that not many people have heard of they have never been signed and i believe it's by choice to any major record label they've produced most of their music or all of their music independently they have existed since 1993 and to to really talk about this band i gotta i gotta do a little storytelling so my, um, my best friend in college, a uh, wonderful guy by the name of Chris, uh, he and I were hanging out one day in our dorm and we had a copy of Rolling Stone magazine and we were just starting to sort of flip it through. And we, we flipped to this ad for Dewar's Scotch and there's all these dudes in kilts standing in a, in a river, uh, holding guitars, bagpipes, fiddles, a drum set. All all this thing, and we're like, "Wow, this looks really cool." And the, the ad simply was like, "This is Seven Nations. Seven Nations like loves doers or whatever." We're like, "Huh, so this is a band." Now, this is around 1997, so 1997-98. We looked this band up in the days of Napster and we found this band seven nations and we found their self-titled album and we started listening to them and it is a fascinating combination in my opinion as as an as an irish dude a combination of celtic traditional music blended with modern alternative rock elements and when they first when they first started and formed, they, they were much more traditional and I'm, I'm gonna give you two I'm gonna give you a couple of different tunes they were much much more of the like traditional the, the traditional sort of Celtic folk sound and just to give you an idea of the history the band was called seven nations they're named after the seven Celtic Celtic nations including Scotland Ireland Wales Brittany Cornwall the Isle of Man and Galatia and and they they formed they started forming in Florida but they really got their start in New York City in 1993 and from their inception they they have toured everywhere they have been on ESPN they've showed up at CNN PBS CBS they're they've sold they you know they've sold modestly only you know around 140,000 plus albums since 1996 without ever signing with a major label they've always been independent and their their tours generally are Celtic festivals. They're uh, they're led by the the band was formed by a guy named Kirk MacLeod who at a young age his parents actually sent him to a a music academy in Scotland where he learned how to play the bagpipes. And from that he started piecing together this band in high school before they all moved to New York to start making this music. And the reason this is so personal is so we learned about this band and we started doing everything we could to like find ways to see them. We saw them at Navy Pier in Chicago, uh when I was when I was still in college. Uh, I've seen them a couple of other times at various festivals. But their one of their one of their traditional tracks uh was my wedding song. Uh that was our first dance, a wedding song. It was called Over the Moor and Among the Heather. Uh it is not the track that, that we will be running with today, but if you want to look it up, it's a very beautiful tune with just a piano and a fiddle just a a beautiful traditional celtic song that was uh my wife and i's first dance and she chose it between two songs she was listening to them i still remember she was listening to both of them and decided uh one day uh sitting in front of the that that was that was the tune that was going to be our first dance and so i i love them they've they're still out there touring today. They've been touring since 93. Uh, their last album that they put out was in 2016, so it's been a few years. They have evolved from being mostly acoustic to adding some electric elements, and I'm going to share two songs from, from both eras. Uh, they've kind of gone back to their more sort of traditional fiddle sound, um, acoustic fiddle bagpipe sound uh, later in their careers. And I love them. They're just a, they're a fun fun watch. And I I look forward to hearing your thoughts after you listen to the two tracks of that that I tell you to to run with, Dave.
2: Well, you win cuz I had not heard of them. Uh but as you were describing them I'm thinking to myself, Dandy Warhols, uh Dropkick Murphys, you know, and then you said 7. not eights. Dropkick
0: Murphy. I I would I wouldn't say drop they're ner- cuz I would I would describe dropkick, uh, flogging Molly. Those those groups are more punkish. In sound, this is definitely more of an alternative slant. Uh, and so I, I think that it's a little
2: bit different. And then you said Seven Nations. I'm thinking Seven Nation Army. White Stripes? No. Okay. So no, that's... no White Stripes. No, no, no.
0: <laughs>
2: I, I I can't comment on it, but I mean, you know, I, I like, you know, we're both kind of talking about, uh, about stuff, the musical choices that are personal to us today. So that's, you know, with one of my selections, one of your selections, obviously. So right.
0: I, I, I can't. And, and, I, I had to supply our DJ at our wedding with the recorded track. Like I had to rip it and give it to him because he, of course, had never heard. I was like, "This is what I want to play for our first dance."
2: Well, they're definitely on iTunes because I just looked them up. So they they are definitely yep. out there. Um, I look forward to to hearing what they sound like. I I mean, I, I like that kind of Celtic influence. I love the bands that kind of mix that traditional. And bring in elements of modern, you know, and that's kind of one of the reasons I do like Dropkick Murphys as much as I do because they've got that that classical sort of Celtic thing going on and Irish, you know, whatever's the situation. Uh, funny,
0: funny story. Dropkick just did a concert last night as we record this. Last night, uh, in Springfield, Massachusetts, as part of the Big E, uh, exposition and fair. So, then, and, and of course, they sold out, no problem. Like Dropkick can write its own check. Out here in, in Massachusetts, they are huge, huge, huge. Yeah. Shifting um, back to Boston, the other thing I a love long way. Right. The other thing I, I love about their albums, and is something that I love about um, bands in general, is I love bands that can just do um, instrumentals, and it's part of the reason why I used to love, like I love old Metallica albums because old Metallica albums would just have like an eight minute instrumental, and of course, with the traditional Celtic infusion you know, our Celtic um, roots that this band has, they play a lot of traditional Celtic tunes. And if you go through and you listen to any of their albums, like I had my choice uh, and, you know, and I talked about the wedding song, like that over the War and among the Heathers, that's one, but they also started doing their own stuff later on, you know, writing their own sort of Celtic feel with their own sort of brand of style to it. And so the first tune that I'm going to mention is from, their sort of phase where they got more alternative and brought in and plugged in basically went, went away from the acoustic sort of sound that they really uh, relied on early in their career. The, the name of the album is uh, called, and now it's come to this, the name of the song is called jump underscore start. And it's a fun little instrumental with some, some synthesizer, sound in the background while playing like while fiddles are playing in front and center and some bagpipe and it's it's a great little just sort of feel good pump you up sort of track in in that way like i feel like it's a great little sort of travel song or you could be out doing something and you just feel kind of get your energy going in a positive direction the uh the second song that i'm going to go with is actually a cover which is rare for me that i go with a cover tune because i'm not a big fan of cover tunes but i actually didn't know it was a cover tune until i heard i heard this tune first before i actually heard it uh its original version and that is from their self-titled seven nations album and it's called under the milky way and again it's uh i don't i don't even know who wrote the song originally but i know it was not done by them first uh, because i've heard it and i'm actually going to google it right now And see who is credited. The church is the band that. I think it was the church. Yeah, the church wrote it for, or did it first, and they covered it. So, but uh, they, and again, they take it and they put their own stamp and sound to it. And, uh, you know, again, fiddles in the background, a nice acoustic guitar, uh, sort of uh, steady line to kind of get them going. And, And it was probably one of their more popular known tracks. So, those are the two that I'm going to put out there for everybody to listen to. I hope you enjoy them. And uh, Dave, I hope you enjoy them because this band means a lot to me for obvious reasons.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I can, I can tell, you know, because like you're saying, you know, college and, and your wife and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, good choices. I look forward to checking these, these guys out because yeah, that sounds, that sounds kind of like in my wheelhouse, even though I haven't heard of them, but you know, I, you right. can't, You can't hear of everybody. That's the point of this whole thing.
0: Absolutely. Well, and and final story, like I've met, like I've got, I I actually got their autographs um, at at that Navy pier concert that I went to. Uh, That band introduced me to a band I talked about in season one of chair shot radio. When I talked about great big C Uh, great big C was actually the headlining band at the, at the Navy pier thing, uh, our Navy pier event that I went to. Uh, Seven nations did their set. Great big C did their set as the last group. So just a lot of, a lot of history and connection in into in my growth of music. So I'm, I'm very, very pleased to to share it this year. And I uh, hope that, like I said, I just hope everybody enjoys it. So cool. Thank you for, for indulging me.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what musical chairs is about. We are indulging each other with our absolutely guilty pleasures so. in some places.
0: Cool. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's edition of Musical Chairs. Before we get out of here, as always, Dave, tell everybody where they can find you on the ChairShot Radio Network and out in the socials.
2: You can find me on Twitter at AttitudeAg, that is at AttitudeAgg, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression.
0: And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I am on the Chair Shot Radio Network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Monday, doing Bandwagon Nerds with Dave, talking nerdy stuff. Tuesdays, doing Chair Shot Radio, either doing Hockey Talk or Musical Chairs. And Wednesdays, I'm talking wrestling with Greg DeMarco and Miranda, uh, Miranda Morales on the Greg DeMarco Show. That's going to do it for our edition of Chair Shot Radio Musical Chairs. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will catch you next week. You have been listening to Musical Chairs on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the chairshot.com.
1: Think about the hopeless fascination.